Hello everyone, Marcus here. I just wanted to give you all a little bit of background before we get started in the episode. So for this episode, we interviewed Rocio Coy, and what we talk about a lot with Rocio is her education. She's in special education in something called a transition program. Now, for those of you that don't know what a transition program is, that is for someone who's in the special education program, and once they become 18 years of age, they go into something called a transition program. And that's just a time for them to practice and learn skills to be able to move from high school out into the community and the real world, college, work, all of that stuff. So that is what uh, Rocio is currently in, is the transition program. Now, me and Holly know Rocio from the Tavon Learning Center, where Rocio is a member. Though she's a member in a little bit different capacity than most of our other members. She actually goes to Tavon Learning Center as a student. So Tavon Learning Center has actually been acting as her transition program. And Rocio is currently doing that with one of our staff named Kate, who you'll hear us talk about a lot. The other thing I want you to be aware of as you listen to this episode is there's actually quite a bit of background noise. And because we've had to do all our episodes uh, remotely, it's been kind of difficult to make sure some of our guests have a quiet spot that we know that there's no background noise or anything like that. So unfortunately, that's just something that we have to deal with. So I apologize for that, but I'm sure you will still enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. People with disabilities are often seen as different. In our society, being different is often viewed as negative, as something that needs to be fixed or something that should be kept separate. We believe that our differences are beautiful and have the power to connect us. We believe that to be different is to be human. We don't want to change differences. We want to accept and celebrate them. Being disabled is different. Being disabled is human. Let's talk about these differences. Let's experience these differences and let's allow them to be seen and heard. Welcome to Different, the New Normal. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Different, the New Normal. I'm your host, Marcus Carlson. And I'm your co-host, Holly Leonard. And today we have a very special guest, uh, Rocio Coy. How are you doing, Rocio? Yay. Pretty good. Pretty good? Are you welcome. You sounded not 100% sure about that. It's my first time, OK? Just... OK, don't, don't worry. We'll Understandable. Be, we'll be gentle. Um, this is random, Rocio, but Rocio, do you remember that one time uh, that uh, you got off the bus and the, or maybe it was when the bus driver was picking you up, but uh, he was looking for Rocio? He's like, is, is Rocio here? And I was like, uh, Rocio? Oh, I already got used to it. That happens. <laughs> that happens a lot? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I feel like I your name is first... easy to pronounce, but... I remember meeting you for the first time and you telling me that people mispronounce it all the time. Yeah, you are like the first one who got it right. Is it usually Uh, Rokio or how else do they say it? They call me Rock in elementary school. Rock? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, so Rocio, other than how to say your name correctly, um, if you want to just give like a tiny 
uh, like introduction to yourself or maybe just like you could describe yourself in like one sentence, how would it be? I am very, I'm a very open book. You're a very open book. Yeah, that's. Mm, I like that. So, uh, Rocio, our, our uh, podcast is all about um, just talking about the things that make us different and the things that people might think are different and just kind of this idea, you know, people kind of think there's normal and there's different, but really it's, you know, it's kind of a mix. Everyone's normal and everyone's different, right? Uh, something that we focus on a lot in this podcast is specifically, you know, disabilities and how, how a lot of people think of disabilities being, being different than normal. It's either you're disabled or normal. And we just want to say that that's not the case. So um, what, do you have any thoughts on that? And kind of slash another question is just what, what do you think of when you hear the term uh, disabled or disability? What does that term mean to you? Ooh. All right, let's get it. Yeah, in. we're getting right into it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to be honest, I don't really like, I don't really mention disabilities as much. I know it doesn't make sense, but like for me, like I just say like special needs because like I'd rather keep it low key, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of like, when you use the term special needs, wh like what does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. mm, that we're all, pretty much we're all, we all like, we all have special needs. Like Holly has special needs. Like you have special needs. I have special needs. Everyone has a special needs that needs help. We're not mm -hmm. all normal. Like there's no like normal side or, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a really great way to. Uh, Very true. Yeah, way to put it in. Because um, yeah, like what what is a, what is a, a special need? Um, is that different than a normal need? You know, like needing to you know just simple things like, you know, getting food, getting taken care of, but even things like you know, being loved and having, um, you know, goals and dreams and uh, being supported, all those things. And, and yeah, that's something that like, to some degree, everyone needs, needs help on, right? Like there's no one who's never needed help in, in anything. That is um, definitely a, uh, yeah, a great point. Here, here's a, a question that I have for you. A lot of people, and even, um, myself including sometimes, when they're talking to someone who is labeled as disabled or special needs, um, a lot of times people just don't know like if it's okay to bring that up and when it's okay to bring it up mm -hmm. and how and you know what ways to, to talk about it and can they ask about their diagnosis or, and can they talk specifically and obviously you know everyone feels different about this and how you feel you know other people aren't going to feel the same way even if they maybe do have the same diagnosis but but for you personally like how, how do you feel about people talking to you about 
special needs, specifically like like yourself, like talking to you about about your special needs and what you do and don't need help on, and then maybe even asking specifically about your your diagnosis. How how does that make you feel, mm. and what are your thoughts about that? Good question. Um, well, as you guys know, I have a delayed mental disability. Um, but I always like to tell it myself ahead of time so they know just, you know, just in case. Um, I know mm. some people like just don't say it and they find out by other people, but I'd rather just say it because it's more easy for me to let the people know what's what they're getting, you know, into. <laughs> gotcha. So, so that's something that, so you want people to be, to be aware of, of your diagnosis? Yeah. Good. And yeah, so it seems like that's part of you being an open book, like you said at the beginning. It's exactly. something that you're okay, that you're okay sharing about. And you know what, I think that you're really empowering yourself when you do that because then you have the control to be able to share uh, firsthand with people who you are and you can just tell them directly what you want them to know about you, like, like you said, rather than it coming from someone else. Have you had that experience before where you felt like other people have maybe like talked about it but not included you and you would rather be able just to talk for yourself? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Like yeah, I think school, a lot of people have. In school, like, mm. it was so, well, it was so hard because, like, I wasn't born here. I was born in Argentina, so it was hard to, like, at least for a few, like, years, like, just to know where I'm, like, to know the state and, like, what to do, you know. But now that I got so used to it, I'm, like, I don't care. It's it. I can't change. So why why do I hide it, right? Like, mhm. Some good points and some things I actually wanted to to talk about. Some was because uh, I know you were you were born in Argentina. Um, and how old were you when you moved to the states? I was eight years old. You were eight years old. Um, and did did you speak English at that time? No. No. So, so how was? Do, do you remember that pretty well? Yeah. How how, how was that transition? Because you had, you know, a lot of things. You you had a lot of things going on. You know, going to a completely new space place. Uh, so every you know everything in the culture is different and. Um, yeah, not speaking the language, and then also, mm -hmm. you know, this, yeah, everything else going on in your life, and trying to figure out, you know, like, what does that School mean, and, and yeah. yeah, all all this stuff, so, so do you want to just, like, talk, talk a little bit more about that, that process, and maybe, you know, why it was difficult, and what helped you, um, you know, get, get through that, and get to that place where you're, like, you know, this is, this is who I am. I can't change it. And I don't want to change it. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I did. Like, my parents, 
before we came to the U.S., we did have like a English tutor, mm. and it helped for us to get you know ready and to know like the basic. Mm. But when I came here to the U.S., it was so different because like yeah. we we didn't have anyone who speak who speaks Spanish, so it was like now now we it's kind of like you know an exam like now it's like <laughs> you say it like you learned it now it's time to say it, the words you know um and i really i don't know it's just i feel very lucky that's like a lot of people don't get to like be where I'm at you know like they don't get to speak two languages or they just yeah that's how I can explain it and that's great and uh, yeah I like thank how you. you thank you yeah you've taken the 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 positive from that and and yes see it as as a blessing um and yeah that's so so you had quite a bit of siblings too right so it was like you and your whole family yeah um, and you're the youngest? I am. And how many siblings do you have? I have three brothers and one sister. So yeah. that whole big family, and none, none of you spoke English? Or, I mean, all like kind of on the same level? Yeah, except my dad. Your, your dad spoke more English? Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he learned when he was younger. Gotcha. Do you feel like that experience brought your family closer together since you were all kind of going through the same thing, getting used to a new culture and language? Do you feel like you have really close relationships with your family members because you all went through that? I have to say so much more. Yeah, because like yeah. my family, like my cousins and uncles and aunts are all in Argentina. So like I feel like coming here with my parents and my brothers and my sister and I, like we needed that, you know, that kind of like that closure with us just living far away from our families, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're kind of saying like all, mm -hmm. you, you just had like each other, your family, because the rest of your like extended family was, was in Argentina. So you guys really had to like stick together? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All these things that you've been talking about, it seems really clear that a big part of your personality is just being able to see the positives in everything. Like even as you talk about things that have been challenging in your life, you make sure to mention um, like how grateful you are. And um, do you think that has that always been a part of who you are and just your personality to be really positive and cheerful? Oh, hell, you got me. Flash, are you always like this? <laughs> I'm like this 24-7. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not like that. I'm very, I'm sometimes very, like, insecure about myself. I just sometimes, like, oh, I want to know how, I don't know. I want to look like that girl in a magazine, you know? Like, I mm. always doubt myself but I don't know like since I started going to Tavon at like 
it completely changed. Like, hmm. like working, like quarantine, like working one-on-one -on -one with a staff member, it kind of helped me realize that, I don't know, I have purpose, you know? I don't have to, like, I have to work focus more like on positive, which I was like hmm. a kid, but then, you know, growing up, teenage <laughs> lives, you know? Teenage stuff, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Rosie, I'm going yeah. to give, um, just for our pe people uh, listening who don't know uh, the story, I'm going to give just a little bit of um, background. So, um, Rocio is a uh, member at Tavon Learning Center, but uh, a little in a little different capacity as some of our other members. She actually um, is uh, in the uh, transition school program, and so she actually uh, goes to Tavon as a student and so she gets um credits for for uh going to tavon and uh then when um covid happened and that all all hit uh we started doing one-on-one -on -one classes with her via zoom um and so that that's what uh rocio was talking about so rocio um yeah i love hearing that and that um yeah. it's great to know that that we've had that impact and i know you've also impacted um, me and other other staff members so can you talk a little bit more about that of like just that experience and why you think it did help you to have more of a positive positive outlook like what were some of the things that you 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 know talked about or learned that that helped you uh see things that way wow that's a good question <laughs> um I don't really have an answer. It's just, in my opinion, it's just how people, how people treat me. Okay. Like how mm. they, like, how they impacted me without them knowing. Like, if, like, if I didn't mention, like, one staff member, like, impacted me. I don't know if I can say, if I can say the name, but, like, I don't, I can't not tell that person, you know? <laughs> I think it's fine to say the names. And I actually was going to ask you, like, Kate is probably who you've worked with the most and the most closely. Like, how would you say that your time with her has impacted you? Or what are things that you've learned through your time with her? So much. We have so much in common. That was a big, like relief like i get to hang out tuesdays and thursdays with her and like it's i don't know it's just so fun we always have different activities like i also get to see like other staff members and other like members there but it's just i don't know it's very different from going to an actual school you know yes. hmm. back to what you were saying earlier I just want to say even people who easily have positive outlooks and are just more like that naturally in their personality still all have insecurities <laughs> right <laughs> we all do so I appreciate you sharing that and uh, it's just a normal human thing that we all deal with I think it's also really it's really healthy to be aware of that because I was actually, uh, well, still I am 
just a very um, optimistic and like positive person. Uh, but part of that was kind of at the defense because there was a lot of stuff I was insecure about, but I was like, if I just pretend that that's not there and push that away and just cover it in all mm -hmm. this, everything's good, then, then I'll feel better. And once I actually started, you know, being honest with myself and others and like talking about that stuff was when that, when I actually started to feel better about that stuff too. So um, I think that's, it's great to, to look at things that you've been through in a positive light and see what the good uh, came out of them. It's really important to be thankful. Um, but I think it's also important to, to realize, you know, what has been hard and what is, um, what has been struggles and what, what I am in, insecure about and, and discuss those. So I think, I think you're in a really, in a really healthy place right now. So we, we've talked a lot about disabilities. Uh, now I want to focus a little bit more on on abilities. And uh, you talked some about about your art. You can either talk more about your art and also maybe talk about some other abilities you have. Like, what are some things that that you look at yourself and like? This is my ability. This is something that I have that I really enjoy, that I'm good at, that's good for me. Good question, good question. Um, I mean, art, it's been one of my favorites since, I guess, since I was young, but I didn't really pay much attention to it until now, really. Um, but I have to go with being sociable. I'm a very sociable person. Yes, you that, are. That is like, like my top one in my list. Like sociable is like how I, I don't know, describe myself. I was said sociable. Sociable is like, it's just sociable. I can't, yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. There's the, there's this thing called um, the wellness wheel and it's this tool to just help you figure out um, what's most important to you and what you need help to focus on to get your needs met. Um, and it's broken up into categories and uh, there's like spiritual and sociable and occupational. So like work and education. Um, and yeah, like I feel physical, like- Physical, like exercise. Yeah, yeah, physical yeah. is one of them. Um, and I feel like with you, like the social one would be like, much bigger than the other ones like you're saying like that is like um obviously you know you have these other needs too but th that's the one that's like really important to you rocio you are one of the most talented artists i think i know and that's one of the first things that i learned about you when you when you started coming to tavon is that you're an amazing artist and so i would just love to hear more from you about maybe how you, I'll just start with the, with one question. How did you first get into art and when did you first discover that you really loved it? Ooh, you guys have so many good questions. Wow. <laughs> we um, want to know everything. <laughs> um, I'm going to spill the tea. Um, um, uh, I have to say my mom, because my mom really loves like the whole like, decoration 
spirit kind of person. So mm -hmm. I got that from my mom. And I also got that from my first year of fresh, of not freshman, 10th grade, I forgot the name. Um, um, her name was Jen and she loves art. She's such a talented woman. And so she helped me and gave me some tips like watercolors, crayons, mm. you know, just basic. And then out from there, I just practice, practice. So. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of art? Do you, you know, like some people do more sketches or paintings? Like, I mean, what's, you know, do you do like, um, you mentioned watercolors, colored pencils. Do you have like a specific kind of type that you feel like you like the best that's your go-to? I really love to work with acrylic paint. Mm. So like if I messed up, like I can't go back and it's still a lot of AR for me. So that's interesting. So I feel that's what I don't like about painting. <laughs> oh, we have so much differences, Marcus and I. <laughs> that, 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 that was the difference of uh, doing classes with me and with Kate. With Kate, you're like, oh, we have so much in common. And with me, you're like, we have so much in difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about your art is, I think there's a lot of people who see it as a hobby, like something to fill their time that they enjoy. And for other people, it's really therapeutic. You know, it's a way to help like express your feelings or process your feelings, kind of get a lot of stuff that's going on emotionally, maybe out onto paper. What would you say it is for you? Does it have any of those kind of aspects for you? Like it's, it's a way for you to feel like you can express your feelings or process maybe things you're going through? just say it's a hobby for me but it's mm. also I don't know like just writing painting myself really like how how I feel and how I feel about other people as well mm. Mm -hmm. I've I, seen some of that too just even in the I have a couple of drawings that you've given me and you've written really nice notes on them and I can see, I've seen a lot of your personality reflected in the art that you do. Which I don't show it to a lot of people, so <laughs> even mm -hmm. though I'm an open book, that part <laughs> is a, a private book. <laughs> yes. Well, it makes me feel even more privileged that I've been able to see some of it. So thank you for sharing it with us. And more to come, just saying. <laughs>
in the transition program and have learned so much and grown so much kind of what, what do you like how do you feel about that next transition and what do you think the next step might be after that um i'm like i don't know i'm like i don't believe it like it's <laughs> in my head but like i i feel like when the day comes like it's it's it like this is it like you did it it's kind of like running like a marathon like you did it by yourself you know well i didn't do it by myself my parents helped me and you guys but um but you know but you did it you did yeah, do it you for did yourself it. and, and you yeah did. maybe you had some help but 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 you were the one that no matter what help you had if you didn't actually do things you wouldn't have done it so you you did it mm -hmm. and yeah that's a huge a, that's accomplishment a you should yeah. be really proud of yourself i mean i am but like i feel like i don't know like you guys should like get like the bonus <laughs> like, it was like i know like it was like your guys's first time doing this too so like you guys should like get i don't know extra extra credit. <laughs> credit yeah well we're so glad that we could do it yeah i'm i'm really yeah. glad it worked out and yeah it was definitely you know a, a learning experience and um yeah i remember when when uh, i first heard about it i was like oh that's so cool and then i was also like but wait a minute i'm not a teacher <laughs> like i don't you know i don't i don't know what i'm i'm, I'm doing and so yeah it was great to kind of like figure it out together and be like okay how you know what how are we doing this like you know how did how is this different from you know how i'm i'm working with other um other people in, in tavon um and 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 it was yeah. it was great and it's it's really helped me to be able to also um work with the other members to really kind of see as like everything as a teaching experience and and um to almost see uh myself more as a teacher even though obviously i'm not a um you know, a certified uh, teacher, but but to realize that even though I'm not, I can still uh, I can still teach, and so so yeah, you helped me with that with that a lot. You helped sharpen my my skills definitely. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask: Are there things that you've learned through transition program and school and just life in general, or time at your tab at Tavon? things that you've learned about yourself that have given you ideas or dreams about what kind of jobs you might like to do in the future, things you'd like to study or learn after high school? I kind of, what kind of things are you excited about or hoping to do? We want to know. Ali, I love this question. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Um, well, I have to say, Going to Tavon, like, I really, even though I'm a member, I really always try to, like, help the staff members, even though I'm not a staff member. I learn to, like, take care of people with different, um, with, like, different special needs. And, like, it didn't matter to me what they have. Like, I don't, I don't judge them for what they have. Like, and also helped me like relearn sign language with some of them, mm. which that was a big like 
like a really big awesome feeling like having that feeling come back again so now that's like a third language to add yeah right a third language now you have a growing resume (laughs) (laughs) i should like update this every day you should Mm -hmm. you should that's true though you're a very natural caregiver and it's very clear that you care a lot about the people around you and i've seen you go out of your way to help with other members and do things to help out staff, just do small things to help cheer people up. And there's so many things that that can translate to. And that's such a um, unique gift and skill that can be used in so many different ways in your future. Do you have any specific ideas of how you would like to, to use that? Yeah, I do. I actually want to be uh, EMT. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you're okay with blood and stuff? Oh, yeah. I love <laughs> watching my own blood drawn. Like, I see it. <laughs> Are you one of those people that, has, that you want to look at it? Yeah. That's how I am, too. Like, when I see the needle, I don't want to look away because I want to know what's happening to oh, that needle. Guys. A lot of people have to look away, but I'm like, I, I want to see where that needle is going. I need to see it. I have to close my eyes and turn my head. So, like, in case my eyes open, I don't have any <laughs> chance of seeing it. <laughs> Holly, I'm just going to need to, like, teach you or, like, something, just, like, some strategies, you know? I would like some strategies. I need some coping skills for having my blood drawn. <laughs> That's great, though. What else about... Um, that EMTs do that makes you excited about a job like that? Mm, I really, I actually learned this yesterday. Most of the calls are for like old people. Mm. So we just help mostly old people. Then like, we also help with people like have like bone injury or like has a gunshot wound, but like, the like the most the most needed are like the old people. That's so true, and that's where a lot of your kind of caregiving personality will come in. You know, someone who may be confused or in pain and just needs someone who knows what they're doing and can help them physically, but can also be encouraging and comforting. Um, I thought of a few things as you were talking. One, as you were when you were talking about the sign language. Um, that uh, I remembered uh, when you started doing that and uh, so one of our staff um, is fluent in sign language and and I was also like yeah I I need to need to learn more sign language so I was trying to do it the same time you were and I I couldn't even remember the alphabet and you learned that and so much more and uh, it was just a good thing to remind me even the um that a lot of times with people when we when we see them needing help in one area we kind of assume that they need help in everything like that for for instance there are some things that that i do learn faster than you for instance like money math that is something that comes quicker to me than you but if i was to assume because you need help in in learning that and retaining that information that you wouldn't be able to learn sign language without help. I mean, obviously you needed someone to teach you, but, um, 
but that was something that you were actually able to learn way quicker and better and retain it better than uh, than me. So so for me, that was a really good eye opener of just to remember, um, even when you see that someone needs help with a specific thing, not to make those assumptions that they need help with all of those or that they won't be faster at learning some other things. And uh, another thing that I, um, a conversation that I actually remember having with you a while ago is um, when you were kind of, I think it was early on when you were kind of deciding that you wanted to be in the medical field and you were talking about uh, wanting to be a nurse. Um, and I was, I was telling you how uh, you'd have to get uh, a degree and how it could be very difficult and all these things. Um, and oh, I you, know what this is going. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> and you bell. told me it, it was it was really it was really good. You told me you're just like I'm just tired of people telling me that I that I can't do things. And and me, I was just mm -hmm. like, well, you know, I'm 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 saying things that that are that are accurate, and I I wanted to you know know what to expect and and have reasonable goals and all these things. But it was, again, another good reminder of, of not just always telling people what they can't do and, yeah, maybe focusing more on the, instead of being like, okay, these are the barriers, it's good to be aware of those. But if I would have looked at more at it of what are, like, what are the strengths that would make her good at this? You know, why can she do this instead of just like, why will this be difficult? Um, so I just want to, if you want to just talk a little bit more about that of, of maybe other times that people have told you you can't do things and kind of how that affects you and how you've gone past that and how, how you, you deal with uh, people telling you you can't do things. I have to go back to my childhood. Mm -hmm. um, when I was little, like the doctors told my parents that I couldn't, I won't be able to talk forever or walk. And my mom mostly, I mean, my mom, my dad, but my mom mostly went to like different doctors and hospitals. Um, and she took me to like a, how do you say it? Like a thing that helps you like walk. Uh, like a physical therapist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we started there, and then we went to a counseling so like they can help me talk. Like a talk. like a speech therapist. Yeah. Okay. That, um, help me talk, and that's how it all came to where I'm at today. <laughs> okay, so that, so that was something. I mean, even before you can remember that people were saying you can't do these things so even like before you remembered you were doing things that people told you you wouldn't be able to do um so as you 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 grew up um are, are there some other uh examples that you can remember of people telling you you know you can't do this and then you doing them yeah and i would have to say myself actually oh, okay Mm. Not one really, just myself. Like I would just tell myself, like I don't know, mm, you can't learn sign language because you're not fluent. 
Mm-hmm. But mm. like by practicing and practicing, it gets more easier and your brain gets used to it. So mm-hmm. it, it's not really fluent, but it's, you know, it's something. Yeah, definitely. Rocio, mm-hmm. that, that's so powerful because ultimately all of those things do come down to us. What people, other people say about us can affect us, but ultimately we have the decision to say, it doesn't matter if this person is telling me that I can't do this. If I decide that I want to do it, then it's up to me. Like I'm the one that can make it happen for me or not. You know, this other person, maybe they have their own opinions, but they can't decide for me if, if I'm going to try and do it or not. Yeah, and that's what I've been learning with Kate. Just, just be, pretty much just be yourself. It doesn't matter what other people think. It's like, it's like saying, like, for example, quick example, like, I don't know. Um, I, I don't have a quick example. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys know what I mean? Like, Yeah, definitely. I know what you mean. I think that's great. I mean, I have a question. Yeah, is there anything? Yeah, yeah. For you two, like, what has Tavon said for you guys as a person, not just like what I impacted you guys, but like what did the staff members or members or anything, what changed yeah. you? Um, now it's our oh, turn to say yeah, that's a great question. You should be interviewing us. <laughs> right? Yeah, now it's our turn to say, great question. Um, so for me, careers and jobs weren't really important to me. Um, I always thought my job would just be a way to make money so I could live and survive. And I, re- I had like hobbies and other things that that were special to me that where I got, um, you know, my my emotional and mental needs met that I thought like, yeah, my hobbies and stuff was, was where I would find purpose and, and um, get all that. I I was never like one of those people, like I want a career and I want to go to college so I can get this job and all that stuff. Um, And uh, there was one point where, where I needed uh, a second job and my, and my brother was, um, he was working at a caregiver um, so I started, uh, so I started doing that just overnight, uh, and then I did it full time. And uh, it was it was the first job. Uh, speaking of insecurities, it was the first job that I felt just naturally good at. Um, I I always felt like I was like I was a hard worker and a good work ethic. But I never felt good at any of my other jobs. I worked some real ta- uh, retail and I was a terrible salesman. And I did some like physical jobs. Like I worked for a tree trimming business. And I'm just, I'm, I'm a slow learner when it comes to physical things like that. I just, so I, I just always, yeah, I didn't feel, feel good at them. And a lot of times it made like going to work. I just felt like I would feel worse about myself because I felt like I was, being shown that I'm not good at things. Um, and even though this job, especially at the beginning when I didn't really know what I was doing, it was it was difficult uh, and I did have a lot to learn. 
but I felt like I was just naturally good at it uh, and I didn't really expect that and so for the first time I actually felt like this is actually something that I I really want to do and it's not just to pay the bills it's something that really I feel like I am getting like my spiritual and emotional and mental needs met from it from it too and so um I uh, I, I worked as a caregiver for about two years and it, it was just kind of time for me to move on and so when I found Tavon, that was like the first time I was actually like looking at a job with the idea of like, I actually want to do this and, and actually make it like a career. Like I never thought I, I would have, have a career. And yeah, Tavon just kept on reinforcing, um, reinforcing that in me that like, there's actually something that, that I am naturally good at. And so it really, it really helped my, it helps my self-esteem a lot. Yeah, so it, it was just really good for me in that. It was also good. I, th I really think it's good for anyone to be around people who are not necessarily like them and see the world in a different in a different way. And Tavon has like done that for me, but like to the max, to like on steroids, to because everyone there has such a unique perspective, and because of all their things, because of. Uh, you know, the way they were raised because of their diagnosis, because of their abilities, because of their ethnicity. I think people that work with disabilities and other people as well, but sometimes can get wrapped up in just like, just what the person's diagnosis is. Like, yes, they believe that this person is, uh, you know, has abilities and capable, but they kind of just think like that's their only story. And as you talked about, you have so many rich stories of like, yeah, being from Argentina, and your art and your family and definitely part of that is also your your diagnosis but just all these things and so I really felt like I was able to just experience the world in such a different way and that I wouldn't have if I was just just hanging around more um, neurotypical people yeah that has been really good for me and it's made me so more open-minded it's made me kind of question a lot of things that I have thought for a long time and in my perspective in a very positive way. So yeah, it's been a lot for me. See, Rocio, you picked the question that, that both of us could talk forever about. Right? See, now we're proving <laughs> that we can talk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of what I would say is similar to Marcus, but I just thought of two main things. I mean, Tavon has done so much for me. Um, and one of the first things that came to mind is I think it's made me a much more patient person. I think that <clears throat> we live in a society and culture that values efficiency and checking things off a list and getting mm -hmm. things done as quickly as possible so that you can move on to the next thing. And at Tavon, that just is not the priority and it's not always possible. And so I think it's helped to kind of um, allow me to realize how much I've bought into that, that our society has sold, that the most valuable thing is um, to get things done in, a, in an efficient way. Um, and that most of those things that we think need to be done really quickly don't. It's not going to matter if it takes 10 minutes versus five minutes or an hour versus 30 minutes. Um, everybody does things differently. And being able to go with someone at their pace 
helps me to slow down. And I think there's a lot of things that most of us miss in everyday life because we're rushing through it. So Tavon has really forced me in a really good way to slow down. Um, and then like Marcus said, just being open to different perspectives. I think being at Tavon make, made me realize that I, I really only see life from my own viewpoint, right? Like I'm one person. Uh, I'm the only one who's had my life. I see, I see things through my own lens, but everybody has their own, right? Their own life experiences and different ways that they approach the world and that they process experiences and that there's so much that I can learn from those different viewpoints and perspectives if I take the time to be open to them and learn about them. Um, so yeah, I think just that openness to the, the richness and value that there is in different people's personalities and life experiences. And so only good things to say. Tavon has only done good things for me. Wow, you guys just, you really do talk a lot, but it was a story, though, I have to say. We warned you in the beginning, though, right? It got me engaged more, I have to say. Okay, good. <laughs> that was a really good question. But uh, yeah, Rosie, I just want, as yeah, Holly was talking about, uh, well, me too, just how it, uh, Tavon has helped us to just see the world in a way from like other perspectives and just and be more aware that what we see what we perceive as you know accurate isn't necessarily that and yeah just like empathizing and seeing yeah see, seeing the world through other people's eyes um and i just want to say i think that's something that you do so well yeah just seeing people as, as people and not you know having all these like different labels you also really help other people to be able to to do that. So I just, yeah, I thank you for for doing that. And yeah, even in in this podcast, like talking to you, um, yeah, I always feel like I I learned something and like think like, oh yeah, I've never mm -hmm. thought of it that way. So that's mm -hmm. something, yeah, that that I'm really thankful for about you. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get a little mushy it's on true. you. <laughs> Not graduation day yet, but it feels like it. <laughs> well, good. Congratulations! I'm, I'm so yes. Yeah, I'm so excited for you, and mm -hmm. yeah, and proud of you, and and yeah, really excited to like see what 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 you do next in your life, and see mm -hmm. how you accomplish things, and what things other people or yourself have previously told you you can't do that you end up doing. So I'm really excited for that. Mm -hmm. You have a lot to look forward to. Me too. I can't wait for, I can't wait for summer, really. <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, Rocio, for, for um, being a guest on our podcast. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's been a great, a great conversation, as always. As always, stay happy and healthy. All right. <laughs> you too. Great sign Same. off. Bye. Thanks, Rocio.